guys. Welcome back to This Must Be The Place with Kelsey and Liam. What is up? We are here with our good friend, Natalie Cole-Petro. Hi, guys. What's up? What's going on? Thanks for having me. We're so excited that you're here. I'm excited to be here, too. I've missed you guys. I was just going to say the same thing. I've missed you a lot. You've been gone for two weeks. Two weeks. It feels like we've been gone a lot longer than two weeks. That's what's crazy. It's really weird. You've been gone a lot of people said that too. They're like, "Oh, you feel like you've been gone for a while." It did feel like a long time, but I'm sure it flew by for you guys. Yeah, we're in California. We were out in California, living living the Cali life. Weird. We went and visited my brother in San Diego for a few days and his kids, then drove up the coast to San Francisco, which was literally mind blowing. It was honestly one of the most life-changing trips for us, I think. How many how many different spots did you guys go to? We so the whole reason we went out there is cuz we actually had a wedding in Simi Valley, which is like a little north of LA. So we decided to make it a California coastal adventure and we started in San Diego. We were there for how many days? Um, I think like 5 days but 4 nights. Does that make sense? Yep. That, yeah. We flew in like it. real late, so it didn't count. Yeah, so. and we uh we ended up um traveling like all over the city. We were super tourists the entire trip. Yeah, that must have been refreshing, honestly. It was the most grounding experience for us. Honestly, like since starting our business together, I have never felt so like free of reality. Because normally when you guys are traveling, you're going to work. Right. Solely just to work right and you took some time to just explore and spend some time together and that's awesome it also didn't feel rushed and i feel like every time we go on vacation i feel like we're it's only like three days or you know whatever and we don't have like time to like actually like experience anything we're just like running around trying to see all the sites but never actually like getting to enjoy it so i think that's one of the reasons why we had such a great time you know yeah we we were super tourists like to the point that we went to the zoo in San Diego. <laughs> and it was sad. honestly, no, it was so much fun. It was probably, it was fun. It was one of my best, like my best memories from San Diego. Really? A yeah. lot of zoos have animals there that they're taking care of that actually can't be in the wild. Right. And I kept reminding myself of that, but yeah, it was yeah. still like, I know. Sad, we have real issues when it comes to zoos. We, I like don't go to them usually because I feel really bad for the animals, but I only went because we knew that they were all being rehabilitated yeah speaking of speaking animals of cats as our cats crazy. are yeah i, I think they're eating something they like know when we do podcasts because they're like all right we're gonna just act a fool and they also are obsessed with you so i feel like they've yeah. been like i love them i love them so much you were also here yeah. the night that we moved in and the night that we brought yep. them to the apartment yep so i went with you to go capture them you from your did. mom's house oh, but yeah, it was the most did. easy <laughs> experience them. Yeah, so they were in your mom inside of your mother's bed, not underneath yeah. the bed, inside of the bed. And we were there for what twenty minutes, if that. I feel trying like. to it was catch actually pretty quick. We expected to be like, yeah. I just kind of flipped the mattress gone through battle over. Afterwards. So I, I don't them. have cats. I have dogs. And watching you guys trying to catch those cats was like <laughs> insane to me. And you're like, oh, that was easy. That was easy. Like, <laughs> usually it's not that easy. It was like, it we probably did it in like, easy. the hardest part about it was actually just like flipping the mattress. Well, if our <laughs> if our friends Madison and Alexis didn't give us the mesh holders for the cats and we had like the plastic ones, oh, I would have come out with like battle scars. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, they get a little crazy. So kitties are. Well, I'm glad you guys are, are back from your vacation. I've missed Thank you. you. Thank we you. We missed you too. Yeah, we got our engagement photos done. And By it Alyssa was, Keys? Yeah, it was amazing. She um she's from Northern California. You should definitely check her check her out. She's check her literally out. a goddess. You've she met her. A, she is a beautiful, amazing human being. Yeah. Very human free being. Spirit. Human being. She's human a bean, being. for sure. Yeah, she's a little bean. Yeah. yeah. She's I love like her. the she's West incredible. Coast version of me, I like to think. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Liam's sure. in love with her a little bit. It's okay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm willing to share Liam with everyone I love because he loves them too and they love him. So it's like one big love fest. Yeah, Liam's a good noodle. Am I a good noodle? Yeah. A good noodle and a good bean. <laughs> 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 love it. Uh, well, enough about us. Let's get to Natalie. Why we're oh, here. That's me. What you do, what you, who you are. Let's, let's well, dive deep here. Are you human? Are you dog? I am part dog, I'd like to think, but uh, I am a part dog wedding photographer. <laughs> <laughs> dog photographer, yeah. photographer, actually. Photographer. I like to be called one. a photographer. That that sounds really good. That, that actually does. really, really. I know. Good. So you should really hone in on that. That should be your brand right there. Honestly, I would love to. So I'm from Western Mass, and I do photograph weddings and couples and families and all that good stuff, but. In the perfect world, I would love to focus more on weddings with dogs in them. Like that would, that's a dream for me. Honestly. I feel like that's like the perfect package of a photographer. You should just bring dogs with you also. So like if your couples don't <laughs> yeah, have be like, dogs, I bring my like, own dog. Exactly. So like you're just a photographer all, the ra- all around. All the time. Yeah. All like the time. I never stop being a photographer because I have the dogs with me to supply didn't you do a shoot where you actually went to a kennel and did you um i've done a few shoots for dogs in shelters thank you that yeah so i've done i've done a couple of those um well a handful of dogs that were like going to be put down or had been there for a long time and couldn't find homes and uh I, I like to do this thing called the peanut butter chronicles. Um, it's when I take a nice big glob of peanut butter and shove it in the dog's mouth and just rapid fire taking photos of them eating it. And it gets the cutest, funniest pictures of dogs with their mouths open, with like spit hanging out of their teeth. And they're, it's just, it's the cutest thing ever. And I've been doing that with the shelter dogs too. And people see these funny, cute photos of shelter dogs and they're like, like they are cute they are fun we do want to bring that dog adopt don't shop yeah man and question though is do you do those photos of not dogs with peanut butter can we do like the human chronicles of peanut butter yeah i was actually going to start with you guys really yeah i'm into it i'm just gonna glob peanut butter yeah yeah i'm actually i really like peanut butter i mean like that can go a couple different ways (laughs) however you want to see like look at it but uh i think we should all right that's our next that's our next step after the podcast that's what we're doing put it on the list put it on the list let's do it after we (laughs) eat a bunch of cheese yep lots of cheese lots of eating tonight yep where do you usually shoot like most of your weddings um honestly i don't have a usual spot are you in Massachusetts or are you all over New England? All over New England at this point, yeah. So, I mean, when I first started shooting weddings, they were fairly local. But um, now that I've, I've gotten more into it, they're in New York, they're in New Hampshire, Vermont, Connecticut, 
Eastern Mass, that I'm they're everywhere, which is awesome. And it definitely helps that we have a pretty solid group of girls and friends that, and Liam included, obviously. I'm just like the, the token guy. You're one of the girls. Am I? You are one of the girls. I guess so. I can I can chill. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got good chill chill factor. I can just chill and <laughs> just be a normal dude, not weird. But our friends, <laughs> no, you're pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. But our friends I are like pretty saying, good at uh, saying that you're not weird. <laughs> you shouldn't have to say you're not weird. That's true. I think you're just weird. You are okay, weird. Fine. Fine. Fair enough. But they are really good at like ref- we're all good at really referring each other yeah. and um, supporting each other and trying to get each other business because at the end of the day there's enough business to go around yeah so that's been a huge thing is like making a lot more photographer friends throughout new england not just in massachusetts or western mass like making friends with you guys being in new york you guys have referred me to new york brides making friends with Lindsay from vermont she's referred me to vermont brides and it's just like we can share it all around which has been amazing that's like a chain reaction yeah it's awesome it's awesome to have these connections with everybody you can't do it by yourself and no. speaking of Lindsay, that's actually how you and i kind of met yeah yeah thanks Lindsay. thank you <laughs> but also check her out on instagram once again this is not a sponsored podcast but we are going to be calling out all the people that we love so yeah. check her out it's at la boutique dot photo dot m-u-a because Not, she also does makeup. Yeah, she's a makeup artist as well. So yeah. check her out. That's true. But she introduced us. Yep. Because you guys met on Instagram and yeah. the two of us met her on Instagram and then she introduced us to each other. Yeah. So like that's why I have a pretty serious love-hate relationship with Instagram because the the very long list of why I don't like Instagram. But there are so many good relationships that have come from it people that i would have never met otherwise or work that i would have never gotten otherwise and it's like if i wasn't active on this platform i wouldn't have met her i wouldn't have met you guys so it's it's hard because it is a love we've met so many great people on instagram yeah it's crazy to like think that like these people we would have never normally met we've just like been connected to on social media which i guess that's the purpose of it right And even just, I mean, the fact that we met you through someone else, it's like, I feel yeah. like that's, you know, when you're younger. We knew who you were, though, on social yeah, media. Yeah, totally. Oh, you knew who I was. Yeah, we knew. We interacted. Were you stalking we stalked. me? We interacted. And then, yeah. like, I think Lindsay was like, oh, I'm friends with her. And yeah. then that, you know, we eventually met. Yeah. It's been great because I freaking love you guys. Yeah. We well, I feel like you and I are disturbingly, like, the same the person. The same person. Like, our our humor is both so dark and like dirty Disgusting. but also beautiful at the same time yeah but liam can't handle us together sometimes yeah we're a bit much mm, yeah we've gotten no, no sometimes no. you are okay no sometimes but that's okay public, i just removed in myself in public we like to like i we definitely put on a little show we definitely do we were we just, just excited we were just driving with the windows down and Liam rolled the windows up when we pulled up next to somebody. Yeah. Like, if that doesn't explain how Liam feels with you and I out in public, then uh, I don't know what we does. Were like, you were like, look at that guy. Was like but the worst part is that Liam like, oh does that God, to me. The windows are up. You do that to me. It was me a regularly. tattoo. But, yeah. 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 We well, were admiring whatever. his tattoo loudly. Fair enough, fair enough. Yes. And, I, and he looked a little crazy, to be honest. So I was like, let's just not fair. rile him up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> 
So there's other photographers, though, not even on the West Coast that I feel like you've met throughout workshops that you've done and just other means of work that you've made friends with people who are on like the West Coast are down in the South. And yeah. So, I mean, I met Alyssa at the workshop that you guys held. She's incredible. Amazing human being. Um, A lot of the other girls that I interact with on Instagram are from the West Coast, too, because I met them at that workshop. Which we will totally uh, talk about a little down the line. Yeah, we'll we'll dabble in that. Yeah, we'll dabble. But it's just amazing being able to call people across the country friends. And it's like you don't have to hang out with them on a regular basis to have that relationship with them or that connection with them. Totally. And I'm grateful for it. I'm super grateful for it. So as you met all these people before, how did you feel in the industry, like not knowing many photographers or did you know them or not? Um, knowing less photographers and less creatives was terrible. Honestly, it was terrible. The, the less friends that you have in this field, the more you feel like you need to compete with people in this field. And I wasn't super close with any other photographers uh, a year ago, a little longer than a year ago. And I just felt like everybody was out to get me type thing. I, I f- we felt the same way. Yeah. I felt like everybody was out For to no get me. For no reason. Yeah. Because really. nobody that, actually is. Right. And I felt like it would hinder me to reach out to another photographer and either say hi, compliment them, ask for help. And so I just kept to myself. But uh, making making the first few photographer friends that I did actually from my hometown that I went to school with graduated which is with. crazy I know they're I I knew who they were and I think we all kind of felt this way that we just didn't want to really connect at first but once we did connect they're they're two of the best friends that I've ever had honestly and I don't know what I would do in this industry without them and I'm so thankful that I did connect to them because I don't feel nearly as competitive with other photographers now Mm -hmm. I know now that making friends with these people just helps me helps them helps everybody it just is so much more rewarding and it's hard because we work in an industry where we're not in an office setting so it's not like you could turn to you know the person in the cubicle next to you and you're like oh hey you want to go grab a beer after work (laughs) it's right you have to go out and seek those friends and and that's scary. Going it out is scary. and seeking friends is scary. You don't know how somebody's going to react to you. You don't know right. if somebody's going to see you as a threat. And that's that sucks too, is that you can't even reach out to somebody and be like, hey, I love everything you do. Like, would you ever want to get together someday without them being like threatened by you or, or not thinking that you, you want they want something. It's like something a weird right. feeling. It's to so have weird. About photography is like feeling threatened by another photographer because it they, maybe so they're strange. you feel like they're, they're better than you but there's really no reason for it because like we all would benefit each other more if we were all just friends right and though in this industry at least not, you know for any industry really so and at the end of the day it's like you know we're we're all adults and we're not in high school and right. i hate that i even have to say that but right. you know have conversations with people don't talk poorly behind someone's back right. or to other clients poorly of other photographers it's just it's it looks bad yeah, seriously it really yeah. does i mean it's a crazy thing when you can turn that jealousy of another creative or photographer into a friendship because like monica and kelsey my two photographer friends from belchertown massachusetts 
I was super jealous of their work. I was jealous of their clients. I thought they were incredible. And in, instead of being jealous and thinking they're incredible, I can be proud of them and think they're incredible. But it totally yeah. takes a long time to get there because us too, I mean, we used to have, you know, we, we would be almost angry towards other photographers and like hold a grudge towards them and like we didn't know them and then we'd be like why are we doing this right. we have n- literally they've never done anything to us and instead of hating them for no reason like why not like them and become friends with them and learn from them and then create lift, something lift together each other up and yeah and, and being able to ask each other questions and give each other advice and even just vent to each other it's incredible it's so amazing to have these friends instead of foes and right. working in this industry, we have to deal with some crazy people all around. I mean, from oh yeah, from clients to vendors to yourself, because <laughs> you sometimes yeah. go crazy in this world yeah. of photography. You need those friends to pull you out of that hole sometimes. And I'd be deep in that hole if it wasn't for you guys, for my other photographer friends. We work with each other which is nice to bounce ideas off each other, but it's right. also nice as a female to be able to have friends who are also females and be able to talk to them about stuff in more of a like girly, giddy, yeah. gossipy way, which is also, I shouldn't say that we gossip, but you know, we definitely do. Sometimes, yeah. Everybody yeah. does. Yeah. Gossip. Everybody does. But sp- this is like such a weird time of year for, for photographers because... It's such a weird quiet season in between being winter and being spring. Like, it's almost nice out. So people are going outside, but people aren't starting to really plan their wedding yet for 2020 because they haven't started looking at venues yet or, like, they're just beginning to look at venues. But how has this past few months been for you? Oh, dude. (laughs) It's been rough. It's definitely been rough. And you can say that out loud all day wait until spring wait till it gets nice it'll get better it'll get better it'll get better you can tell yourself that all the time and then still still get stuck in that rut oh 100 percent. it's concerning yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is concerning the the winter months are just so tough because the majority of people don't want their photos taken in the winter i mean i did have a lot of couples this winter that did want their engagement photos done in the winter but I also have way more that have been waiting for nice weather. And it's like while you're sitting around waiting for work and you're not getting you're not getting the work and you're not getting people asking for you because it gets so quiet in the winter. Yeah, it starts to really get to you and you're like what am I doing wrong? When in reality, you it's just everyone. might not be doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It might just be every single person right. that's in a lull. And when we're in a pod which for those people that don't know, uh, it's like a social media engagement group mm-hmm. and also community that we have. Um, and we were they were everyone was just talking about this, how it's been like really slow for everyone. So it's not like just you mm-hmm. or just us. It's really everyone and everyone's going through this right now. And everyone's content starting to get low and everyone's posting older photos that they took before and sitting there comparing these pictures or setting up styled shoots so that they can keep up with their content. And it's, it is really, it's discouraging to you, but then you kind of have to pull yourself back and be like, all right, you know what? Everyone's going through this. It's going to be over soon. And I mean, but it's hard. We also live in New York. So 
and massachusetts so yeah. like where we are in new england it gets really dark and dreary it's right. it's dirty and it's ugly right. it's not just There's like nothing green right unless it's right after a pretty snowfall in the winter then mm-hmm. it's not appealing right. and that's when couples want photos is when it's snowing and you know you can't predict that and even though we do have a flexible schedule it's also those are our months to enjoy ourselves and it's hard yeah. to even enjoy yourself because then you feel like you're supposed to be doing something and like you want to please your clients and you right. just you just feel like you're in limbo all the time there is this sense of guilt that you're not doing enough it's like you you get depressed and whatever during the winter and you're not you don't have all that work but again nobody else does but you start to feel guilty that you're not working or then you get something like you do an engagement shoot and then you're like all right i'm gonna go home i'm gonna go edit it and then you go home and you upload the photos and then you're like i don't want to edit this right now yeah because it took an hour to upload yeah yeah that's one of the reasons another reason (laughs) is just like lack of motivation man being being a business owner and being able to control your own schedule can can kind of hinder you sometimes unless you get into this like hardcore strict mindset that's very difficult to get to because i haven't gotten there yet it's hard for a lot of people i'm not there it's hard to get motivated to do all this work that you know you have to do when you know you don't have to do it right then and there and when you have the time off, you do. You feel guilty because you're like, oh, I should edit this because if I edit it now, then I won't have to do it later. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like you we're never actually like living life for ourselves. We're just like living life to please other people. And yeah. then we take a step back and we're like, wait, I'm like, I'm, de- I'm not enjoying this. Like, I'm depressed. This all sucks. So like, how do I change that? Yeah but i think like the biggest step is that i mean it's easier for us because we have our studio but you know right then right there like we would love to open up our studio like come all the time come work with us give your place give yourself a place where you can go and you can create an environment for yourself where you do feel productive and it's really hard to do yeah and i honestly think that helps so much the fact that i'm in my own home with my dogs, can stay in my pajamas. I don't have to put makeup on, do my hair. It's like, I'm just chilling at home. It's another day just chilling at home. Why would I sit there for 12 hours straight and bang out work if I'm just chilling at home? And that's why a lot of photographers do get their studios or do go out to work a lot of the time is because they need to get out of that home space because it feels too comfortable. It's too easy to slip into that that unmotivated state super hard when we had our office in our other apartment it was like i'll start going at it and then it was like oh my friend would text me and be like hey you want to play some video games like yeah i can do it i guess for like like, a little bit and then a little bit turns into a couple hours and then you're like oh yeah i forgot i forgot right and then it all piles up you you do all of your work at once you make yourself miserable Sick, miserable stressed and you're then your work isn't nighters. as strong because right. you are not putting yourself into like your full self into everything right so i think it's again it's super hard to do but i think everybody would benefit from working from a, a tight schedule giving yourself a pretty strict schedule for the week and leaving the house 
X amount of days for X right. amount of time. Absolutely. And going to a designated spot to get your work done. Yeah. For you guys, that's the studio. For somebody else, it's a coffee shop. Right. For me, I might bounce between your studio and a coffee that's shop. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> You're always welcome. I'll come visit all the time. You're always welcome. You Thank should just you. live with us. So. I would love Sorry, that. Keith. Just <laughs> bring all my dogs and Still Keith. We're going to live in your studio. Him, yeah, so yeah we, we have to meet him. you. I know. I'm I'll have to go to dinner around. or something. Yeah. But what's crazy is that so many photographers don't actually take time off for themselves. Like, actually take time to be like, you know what? I'm going to take this entire two weeks or even a week or even like five days to be like, I'm truly not going to do anything. I'm not going to go on social media. I'm not going to do my emails. Like, I'm going to just literally tap out of reality because again you feel really guilty but Liam and I I mean this trip this California trip for us was definitely that like this whole winter we really tried to refocus and restructure how our next year is going to be and it definitely plays back into scheduling we both never spend time with our family my niece was born last year and as much as I did see her I also feel like I didn't see some of the milestones in the first year of her life because Mm -hmm. we were literally working all the time and you know we didn't give ourselves any time off so in December we decided hey February you know it's a shorter month we're just going to tell all of our couples that that's the time for us to really take off and take for ourselves. And we did that and we still couldn't give us ourselves the time, you know, right. it still worked. Right. We still worked. So the thing with trying to get yourself to not work for any period of time, whether it's one entire full day, one week, two weeks, it's hard because you think, well, if I'm not active on this, I'm going to miss out on this opportunity. I'm going to miss right. out on this wedding inquiry. If I don't answer this person fast enough, they're going to go elsewhere. And that's just like always this doom cloud hanging over you. And you feel guilty for not doing more. If you're not working all day long, doing everything that you possibly can, you feel guilty for it. Right. And it sucks. And we still do. Yeah. Like we do all the time. Or like I guilt myself all the time about it. And I also, there's something to be said too about when you're first starting, you definitely want to hustle and do what mm-hmm. you, you know, get where you want to be so you don't feel guilty. Even. Right. So... It's like a hard, it's like a double-edged sword in a way. It is, but it, it is so important to make that time for yourself, for your mm-hmm. mental health, to keep your relationships with your friends, with your loved ones. It's mm-hmm. like my relationship has suffered a few times because I've spent more time with work than on my relationship, and it's super hard to separate that. And I, for us, I mean, you know, that's something that we're lucky to have is, you know, we we both work in the same industry so we understand but i'm everyone else we know you know they don't their their spouse doesn't work in this industry and that is a huge huge freaking thing that we don't mm-hmm. understand and yeah. so i'm not even going to pretend we understand but yeah. i i understand in sense of like like i said like our family so yeah it's tough it's unfortunately a lot of times work comes first and you don't even mean to do it you I don't want to miss out on an opportunity. So when an opportunity presents itself to me, I'm going to take it. But I can't do that every time because then I would have absolutely no time with my soon-to-be husband, you know? If have I've- you ever thought about, um, like, giving yourself, like, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What days of those are I am I going to, like, take engagement shoots and what days are going to be editing days? And that's kind of how you start structuring, yeah. like, you're, instead of driving yourself mad with shooting seven days a week it's like we finally decided okay we're gonna give ourselves like 
three working days. We're going to shoot a wedding on the weekend or we shoot two weddings on the weekend. And then we have two days to like actually be off and like not allowed to feel guilty. Like just Mm -hmm. be off because everyone has two day weekends. Like if you work a nine to five, you have a two day weekend. Right. Right. I mean, most normal people have two days off during the week, at least one day off during the week. And if that can be the same day that you and your spouse or you and your significant other or you and your friend both have off. Or family. Yeah, or family, then that's awesome. But you have to really focus on yourself. Even if you are a beginning photographer and you are hustling your ass off, you're allowed to hustle, but you're allowed to take time for yourself. Yeah, everybody is allowed to. And that's something that all of us forget and and need each other to remind each other yeah. you know what i mean there's there's times where i'm just like going and going people are like you need to chill like you need to relax it's what i've told you, you that so many I, times i know and i've told you that so many and times. i mean you're crazy i love you but you're crazy like to the point that i mean you're getting married in a month from now and you're shooting like engagement shoots the weekend before i have a wedding one week before my wedding and then the day after that wedding I have three sessions in a day and then I'm pretty sure I'd have to double check but I think I have another session midweek three days before yeah my you're wedding. crazy but yeah, I also stupid. can't say anything uh, <laughs> we did the same thing yeah. it, so again, it is stupid we're stupid months ago I told myself I was like this that month is about me that month is about me and my fiance and this new chapter in our life this is huge like I'm getting freaking married and I was like I'm not gonna schedule anything other than that I want to focus on that I want to make sure everything is perfect the way that I want it to be and I didn't want my work or my relationships my life whatever to suffer at all suffer right either one of them so I was like I'm not gonna schedule anything before that I can book it all up afterwards I can go crazy after that but nothing before it and then what did I do? An opportunity came and it's hard. It's so hard to say no, no matter how how much you know that you probably shouldn't. Mm. It's so hard to say no. Right. And I think that like this year we had like a, we decided on like a limit of how many weddings we were going to take. Yeah. And we hit that limit and then we started getting more opportunities and we're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, just one more just right. one more. I know. Well, and, I and eventually it will bite yeah. us in the ass when, yeah. when it's fall and we feel like we're literally drowning right because we have a million photos to edit but you know what we did it to ourselves and we're still learning but we just have to focus on like what's important mm-hmm. and you know what next year we're not going to take as many weddings and we're going to like refocus on but every year's learning experience and it is this year your learning experience is that and along with us too, is that we really just need to focus on ourselves and on our families and on the yep. people around us. Yep, I agree. You're so much like me in terms of you're super inappropriate, which is one of the reasons I love you. All the time. So do you find that your clients like feed really well off of that? Like, Have you started working with clients who have hired you because of that reason? So yes and no. So I have always worried that I've been too much for people. I've always worried that like me being vulgar, me being too crazy would push people away. But I have started getting people hiring me because of that. I have I have started to like hone in on other crazy people getting married that want to spend time with me and have me take their photos. And that's amazing. 
but there's also been times that I have been too much for clients and it's it's hard to tell when that happens but it's good to make sure that your clients know exactly who you are before they hire you and it's good to be very fluent on every platform that you have and in person about who you are what you stand for what kind of things you like what all that all that good stuff um just so that they know what to expect so that they don't walk in and they're like wait who are you right exactly and that there's no surprises or anything um one story in particular (laughs) (laughs) hit us with it (laughs) i uh, I think you told us this story once yeah i actually called i actually (laughs) called Lindsay right after this happened it was great um i considered quitting photography after this so i had a engagement session over the winter and I'm, I always pride myself on being able to read people well and like adapt to what they like and all that good stuff. And I thought they were just as vulgar as I am. But I was a little mistaken, I think. So I was trying to get them to laugh and have a good time. And I asked, um, I asked the, the guy to tell me an embarrassing story about his fiance. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. I don't really have anything embarrassing about her. And without even thinking about it without even like wondering if i should say this or not immediately once he stopped talking i was just like well you want to know something embarrassing about me the last time i shit myself was in college (laughs) and that is the best response ever i would say that immediately like i didn't even think anything of it wasn't like oh there's a story about this or that just just went Blurt, for it and uh it. nobody laughed nobody really reacted and i kind of had to like act pretty quick to to get over that little hump and get them going mm-hmm. back in the flow, flow of their photos but i was actually mortified like completely mortified because they didn't even react and i was like oh man i thought like i'd get some kind of laugh out of that but i didn't and i think that <laughs> hap- it happens to the best of us it does right like it does happen um but i was i was ready to throw in the towel you guys it was pretty bad but you know what there are so many people who like respond so well to like the weird stuff that comes out of our mouth and i mean when you're a photographer you're in someone's face with a camera as they make out your like lens is literally touching their lips as they're kissing i uh i very frequently tell my couples to kiss like they're making a baby um, or I tell them that they're going to be making a baby after this from how sexual the shoot is. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten pretty intense. And I've I've said some pretty sexual things to my clients. And yeah. I've had my clients do some pretty sexual things. And so far, so good. But that's because you attract clients who, at the end of the day, photographers like us who are very much outspoken and just fully themselves – we attract clients who love that. So you attract the clients right. who totally feed off of your weird energy. Right. We are very transparent about that. Like, I know that us specifically are, are pretty transparent about it and who we are and what we like and how we talk and how we act, where I know other photographers that have seemed very, very professional online, mm-hmm. have seemed professional in a few meetings before, you know, big events with clients, and then it happens and they're not professional. They're in people's faces and swearing and not in a funny way, just just being kind of bizarre. Mm. And it's just important to 
make sure that there's that connection beforehand so you know who you're dealing with and what they are actually like because you don't want to get in a situation even if it was with one of us where like we are too much for our clients you don't want to get into that situation you don't want then you are so it makes you feel so anxious all the time like you're like oh my gosh is this gonna ruin this experience for them like is it gonna ruin an opportunity for me right exactly and I think that's one of the reasons sometimes we meet our clients beforehand, right? Yeah. yeah. So we try to meet them before we do the engagement session. We'll have dinner with them or grab some drinks or coffee or whatever the case is, or even doing that right before the engagement shoot. We like to try at least like talk with them and get them comfortable with us. So they know us before we start giving them commands and how to, uh, you know, make out in front make of us. Out yeah, in front of right. us. So, yeah. yeah. So. It, it's good to, to have that conversation, get to know somebody first before you spend very intimate moments right. intimate with them. Time so with them. most yeah. important part of their, one of the most important parts of their life. Yeah, absolutely. Through. And I, th- a lot of photographers don't really know how to fully like be themselves, like really be mm-hmm. themselves because again, they're scared. And a big thing I think that helps photographers is seeing other people in the wedding world being so open, but also a lot of people now offer workshops that kind of allow you to go into their world of photography. Mm-hmm. But I have a I have a really love hate relationship with workshops. Yeah, um, I think some people do. It depends on their workshop experience. Uh, some people go to a workshop and are given the best experience in the entire world, and sometimes things don't go as planned with workshops we had a we had a little experience yet to just touch briefly on it just because I feel like this is real this is reality yes um you know we decided to host a workshop I'm gonna leave out all of like the dumb details and just give the important lesson learned details is that we hosted a workshop and it just it kind of didn't go as planned and uh logistically speaking things didn't work out in the ways we thought they were going to and we felt embarrassed to be part of a workshop and what we realized is at the end of the day that we weren't truly being ourselves and that we were trying to fit into this mold that other photographers have put out that it's you know it's easy to host a workshop and you can just put things together really quickly and I think that that's what's undermining and making all of these other people in the industry feel so insecure or feel like during this quiet time of the season that they aren't doing enough is because you have these people hosting workshops and making it seem like it's a really easy thing and it's it's really hard I mean we fumbled really badly and it like I said it was embarrassing but we learned and the people that were a part of it totally understood and like you know we reached out to and they were all friends from the east coast who came Mm -hmm. out west and I mean you were one of them and you helped us get through a dark time that, you know, led us to something great, which is, you know, now our studio and now hosting workshops that have nothing to do with photography. Yeah. So there's a whole freaking world other than photography. (laughs) Yes. I think in like when we were in California, we, we went to a photography like museum. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was a museum. It was like a gallery, also a museum at Balboa Park in San Diego. And uh, <laughs> we basically were like, afterwards, we were like, wow, that was like so refreshing. Nothing to do with wedding photography. It was just like photographers doing their thing. Yeah. Re- and just like the whole trip and like everything we saw and other 
you know, other art that we experience while we're out. And not picking up our camera, like not yeah, actually not taking our camera out to take a picture, using our cell phones and like taking selfies. Yeah. Your mind's going to open up yeah. to different experiences. Like yeah. instead of just being in a world of photography, you open yourself up to other people who give you other mediums. Like for instance, music is a perfect thing. Like when you're mm-hmm. editing, you sit and you just listen to music because it washes over you and it gives you a sense of calmness and it opens up different parts of your mind that like, you might not have if you're not listening to music it also like helps you not be like stagnant in one Mm -hmm. in one field too and it keeps you creative if you're doing other stuff and then it will lead into your photography as well that's what i meant to say it's inspiring from all different angles like if you are a photographer and you're suddenly dabbling in some music things you're gonna maybe you'll be inspired to do this beautiful photo shoot with people in their instruments and how a relationship between a person and their instrument or you want to make music about other other creative forms you know it's just it all is inspiring and comes back to that and even you know we want to the workshops that we want to host at the studio are not photo related whatsoever like macrame workshops and like yoga classes and that sounds so silly but like you know, not even not even photo related, like you go to a yoga class in a photo studio and then you meet a yoga instructor that you really like and then you start going to their class regularly and it just it brings you a whole new avenue in your life that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. any world of any creativity that has to do with like you and yourself, like your self-health. Right. It's it though the possibilities are super endless. And also if you don't open your mind to other things like this, it's very easy to get stuck. It's very easy to get stuck and go farther down in that hall of comparison and not accepting yourself and not liking your work and all this stuff. And it's like, if you can put that on the back burner for a little while to go make some bomb ass macrame and then be proud of your macrame right. for a little bit and then go back to yeah another creative thing that you're doing, you're going to feel a lot better yeah. than just constantly constantly staring at and you'll look up at that macrame on your wall and every time you look at it you'll be like wow i did that with my hands and i enjoyed the shit out of it yeah exactly man it's good to dabble in all this other stuff and learn what you like and what you're good at instead of being stuck in one specific thing it's true i think we try to do that as much as possible yeah. even just going to like like the Met or like the MoMA or we went up to like the Mocha just to get m- other inspiration. The MoMA, the Mocha, else. the Majala, blah, blah, blah. Creative juices <laughs> flowing. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I've been like religiously watching um, acrylic pour videos. Oh on my YouTube. gosh. Like that's in the background of when I edit photos. Isn't that so weird? Like the weird things you find satisfying? It's amazing, and now I want to do it, and people make bank off of their artwork. Mm. All right, well, I know what our new business model is. It's incredible, and everybody should start watching acrylic pours on YouTube. People just take a bunch of paint and pour it on canvases and (laughs) swirl it all around, and it is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Should we um, create one-armed art? Hell friggin' yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One-armed art? Yeah. Can we, like... Can we patent that or like hashtag it? I think that can definitely be patented. Natalie is one-armed art. So for the listeners. You are (laughs) one-armed art in the definition of it. That don't know me. They might be a little confused right now. And probably like offended that they hear me saying this without. Yeah, Kelsey, you are the worst. I'm such a bitch. I'm sorry. How terrible of you. So yeah, I mean, I was born with one arm. Da, 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 da. It's pretty cool. 
I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool. I don't even <laughs> honestly remember that you don't have one arm. I <laughs> honestly don't remember sometimes as well. And I use phrases such as like, oh, I'm just going to go wash my hands real quick. <laughs> and it's like, it's just Or I'll be close. like, hey, can you go pick that up? And like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you can't pick it up with two hands. But I, dude. And then you bitch, do more. I pick it up. <laughs> you do more with one hand than people with two hands do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever heard things like if people lose one of their senses, they're stronger in another one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like because I don't have a left hand that my right hand is just a super hand. <laughs> like, Well, you must I am. Actually, I'm not going to. I won't say what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> to answer your question. Sorry, yes. this is Anyways. R-rated. <laughs> Wait, can I? No, I won't. I won't tell that story. So in school. Yeah, I'm telling you. Right tell now. the story. Um. I really didn't get made fun of that much. Like, you had the occasional people that would just be like, well, she can't do this, she can't do that. But nobody made me feel like shit, which was nice. That's that's Yeah. Uh, I know that a lot of other people with disabilities and that look different haven't had it that good. It's just so weird hearing you say disability because I, again, like, I don't, you do not have a disability. A lot of disabilities aren't... Disabilities. A disability. People can do just fine. On that note, somebody uh, decided to anonymously write online to me that they feel so bad for me because uh, I can't, I can't uh, give sexual favors with one hand. <laughs> Wait, is that real? I swear to wow. God. I would be like, girl. They go. What your life you must doing? suck because you can't do this. And I wow. said, I want to know who you're doing that to because <laughs> you're doing it wrong. That just sounds weird. And, and I was very young, mind you. I was very young when somebody said this to me. When I brought it up to my mom, she was like appalled. Oh, my God. Well, I'm appalled right now. <laughs> you're like thinking about somebody doing it <laughs> yeah, it's with like, two why? hands. <laughs> He's like, don't ever do that to me, Kelsey. All right. This is a PG-13. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I'd, oh, yeah. I'd so say like, it's rated R. Rated R. So point. just like stupid things like that. But I want to say that I don't have like any struggles in life because of it. I don't think I would be who I am today if I did have two hands. I think it has made me extremely humble. Extremely humble in so many ways because I can You are accept, one of the most humble persons. I can right accept now. and love people for so many different reasons. Like I like to think that I look past a lot of flaws that people have because flaws don't define people. Absolutely. Like there's there's just so much more to see to somebody and to love about somebody than what you are seeing from them, you know? And that's also why clients love you though because you have that soft side. Like yeah. you are so open and welcoming to literally everyone and even when people wrong you or do things that I don't necessarily find okay, like <laughs> you are so just you're like, no, it's okay, and you're just, you're so okay with everything. Like, you are, you have so much love to give. And I do, and I like, I like to pride myself on that because giving love and caring for people makes me happy. It really does. Like, that brings me joy in life to know that I brought somebody else joy, whether it's in complimenting, caring about them, and anything. Knowing that I made somebody happy makes me so happy. 
and I don't I don't think a lot of people are like that I don't think a lot of people are like that because they don't really understand what it's like to purposely be made unhappy and I understand what that's like and I would never want anybody to feel that way I would never go out of my way to hurt anybody because I just know how shitty that is you know absolutely it's not worth it all in this together hell yeah nubs up people I'm here (laughs) (laughs) you're funny (laughs) that's that's what um, the name of this episode is going to be nubs up nubs up or fuck I love cheese yeah because that's what the oven mitt says plot twist I only got her one oven mitt because I forget that everybody has two hands (laughs) 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 (laughs)
I actually, so actually, not uh, too long ago, probably a few months ago. You're like, actually, uh, no, it was like a month and a half ago. A month and a half ago, mm-hmm. we show up to an engagement shoot, and I completely forgot all of our camera equipment. Like, literally <laughs> just jumped into the car, drove an hour <laughs> to... So this shit happened. But yeah, luckily, that, luckily but, the couple was running an hour late, so it, like, worked out in yeah. perfect timing. So I drove That's all the, the way universe, back, and they work, only got their... What, Put like, good energy out, it'll come It was back perfect, because by the time I got home and back, they only were there for, like, ten minutes with you, right? So it worked out. But otherwise, I would. that's, like, the worst... Like, if we drove, like anywhere like if we drove down to like the city or like even yeah. westchester that would have been a nightmare that would have literally yeah. been a nightmare so we we are humans right. and make we mistakes. make mistakes and for some reason i feel like the creative industry in general people don't let you make mistakes without ridiculing you and tearing you apart and you post all the good moments on instagram and it's like you know most of the moments that are happening throughout my day are not glorious moments. They're like me sitting on the couch or me freaking out because again, I have so much to edit and I'm not. And it's like, I'm sorry, Instagram world, but do you want to see, you know, the moments where I'm like miserable? No, you want to see the moments where like our life looks fun, but you also want to stay true to yourself. So the moments that you are putting up, it's like, nope, those, these are genuine moments. Like these are the fun moments of my day or like the moments I want to share. We should just video our, our entire day sometime. Yeah. Like yeah. we should just like set up a live feed. You know how uncool <laughs> everybody would think I am right. if I videotaped right. my entire day? Me too. They We're would losers. just see me mouth kissing all of my dogs <laughs> all day long and then doing work for like two hours spread over an eight hour period. That wouldn't be right. showering, wouldn't be changing my clothes, nope. um, would be eating an entire bag of potato chips. But I think that that's <laughs> legit, like 98% yeah, of people. Yeah. yeah, we, we, we both did. Yep. We actually bought our own, each bought our own individual bag like, of chips. Like, not just a small one, like no. a big one. No. A family size, and we both family ate it size. ourselves. Two. Yeah. And then had burgers. And again, after. it was cheese. Yep. White cheese cheddar. Chips. And then we had cheese with our friend Fraz. There's no shame you in our cheese, cheese game. Yeah. I'm I had cheese feeling on my burger. cheesy. I'm always feeling cheesy. <laughs> you are. You both are super cheesy. Hell all the time. The, yeah. Yeah. The sun is in my eyes so bad right now. It you is. See me? You can't even. Look. I'm just like clo- my eyes are completely closed. Just I talking. could make the most ridiculous face right now. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> face. There it is. Ex- explain <laughs> that face. Um, you know how when people dry their teeth and stick their upper lip Oh my gosh, that's them? my favorite thing. I do that. I'm doing it right now while I'm talking. I'm doing it right now, too. Um, that's your classic move. Though. I know. I'm I sticking like my tongue every out. time I see you, you do it. Whenever I'm times. not with Keith and I'm at a bar or restaurant with my friends or something and any guy starts to hit on me, that is my go-to. My go-to face. you just give him the, give him the tongue out. The Go- tongue out. Uh, gum out yeah gum out tongue out <laughs> <laughs> and uh that usually gets rid of them pretty quick they're like oh hello beautiful can i buy you a drink and i'm just like <laughs> right in their face and they're like never mind you I, are a creature it's weird because like if the, uh, that happened to me i'd probably be like what's up <laughs> yeah, you're like hey baby would be like, Ooh. i instantly yeah. like you for doing yeah. that yeah <laughs> there have been a few of those weirdos that have been like that and that concerns me more than anything so i try to back the f up because they're going to kidnap me (laughs) true i would um all right let's back it up a little bit let's get back on track yeah yeah, Um, yeah. tangents galore so um 
Kelsey, why don't you start? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay, so earlier today we were talking about um, like the weird questions that clients have been asking us or how we've both dealt with difficult clients in the past just in terms of, you know, as a photographer, you don't realize like that people when they're getting married they don't know anything so they ask us questions and we almost get offended that they're asking them and then you're like wait they've never gotten married before right. they don't know these answers at all they're asking us because they want to hire us and give us money and right you need to put yourself in their shoes right like essentially they have every right to be asking right. you a ton of questions right. But we still get frustrated with it. Oh, we do. And it's so hypocritical. I know. And it's hard. But for the most part, like, I can always take a step back and be like, like, okay, here's the answer to all your questions. I do understand where you're coming from. It's just like an initial, like, oh, my God, no, no, no. What do they need from me? But it's like, okay, stop, stop, stop. Stop doing that. They are, they need to know these answers for their day. They need to know what's going to be best for them. And that is completely understandable i think the hardest thing for us both of us all three of us is that when people ask us why we charge what we charge or if they ask us for discounts and any photographer i think feels this way is that you price yourself for a certain reason uh and it's hard to at first find your value i mean it took it took us a long time to finally price ourselves in a place that we felt confident in Mm -hmm. and i totally understand you know every photographer starts somewhere But I think that what people in the wedding industry don't get, regardless of whatever vendor you are, is that what you price yourself at sets a bar for what you're worth, but then also what the photographers around you or the florists or the wedding planners, anyone, what they're worth. You know, if you if you're charging two thousand and everyone else around you is charging four thousand then people are going to look at the $2,000 photographer and be like, well, wait, you know, they're charging 2000 Why are you charging double that? And right. it makes you feel like you have to then explain your worth and yourself. And that's where the frustration comes in. Right. It, it's really hard to explain that as well when people are like, well, if they're offering all the same things in their package as you are, but you're $2,000 more, why would I, why would I pay you instead right. of them? And it's hard to be like, well, you know, I've been doing this for X amount of years and I work so hard and blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't have to explain yourself to anybody. Like, you know what you're worth. But at the same time, when you first start out, it's easy to not know that worth. It's easy to think that your work isn't worth that much money when it really is. You're putting in that work. You have that creative eye. You're you're worth a good amount. You know, it's okay to start in a place, you know, if, if you've never shot a wedding before and you don't even know where to begin pricing, that's completely okay. The thing is, is that reach out to people, you know, ask them, why do you price yourselves in this way? And how can I get to a point where like, I feel good or confident price myself? And it's, I mean, like I said, it's really hard and it took, it takes a long time to get there, but the sooner you do it, the sooner you'll look back and be like, wow, why didn't I do it sooner than this? Right. Yeah. And at the same time, I think it's good as well to know who your how much your referrals like your friends that you're referring clients to when you're booked how much they charge because you don't want clients to be bouncing around between such drastically different priced photographers if you're all friends and you're all banging out the same quality of work this person's going to wonder why you're so differently priced and and all over the place so it's good to establish that with 
your your friends in the community who you do refer clients to frequently like how much you charge and and be on the same level of that so that there is no confusion between this group of clients or photographers again totally going back to being transparent yep. all around yep yeah for sure the other thing that we deal with a lot is people asking for discounts yeah right which, off the bat yeah right off the bat and i understand uh cer- certain people asking and i understand you know sometimes during certain months people will ask for discounts because in their minds it's our quiet season because venues seem to charge less during winter months but at the end of the day i think a lot of people don't realize that photographers don't have off months i mean they can choose like we said earlier in the podcast you know we chose to give ourselves the time off but for the most part photographers are working whether or not it's marketing themselves or branding themselves or rebuilding websites or anything they're still working their asses off and so people are like oh it's your off season like hey can we have five hundred dollars off it's like i'm still putting in the same amount of work that i would put into a wedding that is during our regular season right so it's not like your work is worth less just because you don't have a big pile of it as you would during the summer spring or whatever um during our off seasons just because we're not shooting all the time and and not pumping out content you know we're we're sitting there thinking about what we should change about our website if we should change our pricing guide what kind of graphics and logos and things like that we should be doing and that stuff takes a lot of time and effort as well it's it's not like we're just sitting there with our thumbs up our butt like begging for something to come our way like we're still occupied right um so it it's I don't know, kind of offensive when the first thing somebody does is say, hey, can we have a discount on this? It's like, can we talk first? (laughs) That's the first thing we do is we get people on the phone because, you know, you can come across great in an email, but until you kind of talk to someone, then you're like, all right, I hear the context of your voice and like, I'm totally feeling you. It's so impersonal, like through emails, you don't know how people are talking and a lot of times they could just be like innocently talking to you, but you could take it as a completely different right right? and like when i have to deal with certain things like through text or emails i'm always like i'm not be i'm not trying to be mean or like i'm not i'm saying this in the nicest way possible as Mm possible because i am usually i'm not a mean mean person and i don't want to deal with conflict or whatever but if you know i have to like you have to stand up for yourself all right that's the cat sorry Sorry, our cats cats are wagging the tail being (laughs) wackadoos get out of here (laughs) so yeah like i'm not a mean person or do i ever want to be mean to anybody but you almost have to use emojis all the time or like exclamations so that people can read how you're coming across in a text right right my thing is like if you we we totally understand when you have a set budget for your wedding and like what you're going to allow yourself to spend on certain things like that's okay to do. That is you shaping your day the way that you see fit for yourself. Yeah. That's fine. I had a budget for my wedding. You guys have a budget for your wedding. Um, But if you, if, if a client tells us this is my budget, I want you to fit X, 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 X into it. And it's like, whoa, hold on. Like let's let's talk about your budget and and maybe talk about what what we can fit into that budget. That also plays into you know there are also clients that will reach out to you that will have requests or want something that you just can't provide for them right. and 
it takes a lot for you to know when a client won't be the right client for you. It takes even more for you to acknowledge the fact like, okay, this isn't going to be the right client. So I'm just going to, I'm going to just explain, like give them referrals to other people because it's just not the right client for me. And as much as people are seeking you as a photographer, you're also seeking clients that fit within the idea of the client that you want. Right. right. And that's for you and also for the client because you want the clients right. to be happy. And if they're not going to be happy with you, then they'll maybe be happy with somebody else. Right. And that's not like a discriminatory thing. No, it doesn't speak no. on who you are as a right. person. I like, for example, I've had clients that say they specifically want a photographer that have been like almost ready to go through with booking me and saying that they specifically want their photographer to be almost almost like a uh like a background photographer like they they want you to be a fly on the wall and yes just show up at their wedding and take photos right exactly that's what they're looking for they don't want somebody who's super involved with the wedding and and posing anything they want like a documentary style photographer and that's when I have to be like actually I am very involved in weddings and I love interacting with guests and the couples and their families and I love being a part of the excitement of the day I can't just sit back and take pictures and that again another thing with transparency and being straightforward with your clients so that you can make that perfect match and it's okay if this person is saying this is what I want for my wedding day and you know you cannot provide that and saying I don't think I'll be a good fit for you and and letting them go forward with somebody else. It's okay to do that. I I don't see any It's just hard to find the words to do it. And you know what? I'm not even going to lie. In the beginning, we wouldn't even say, I don't think this is the right fit. We would just tell them that we were booked. And it's just recently that going back to transparency, it's like, you know what? If I just tell you that you're not going to be a good fit with us, not because of who you are but just because we can't provide those services or or your budget doesn't fit within what we can provide like that's okay and I honestly think that people respect that more than you being like oh we're booked here's other people who can help you it's like nope just be like I unfortunately can't help you and here's other people who are freaking amazing who have the same style as me whatever the case may be who can help you Mm -hmm. yeah I think I think that's important and I mean to an extent, you feel kind of guilty feeling like, well, was I supposed to take that wedding? Like, sh- do they feel like I don't want them? But I, again, like you said, I feel like in the end, they're thankful that if you don't think that you can provide that for them, that they'll they'll be in better hands somewhere else. And going back to being like transparent, even on social media, I feel like the way you portray yourself will attract those clients that you want. So I feel like it kind of filters people out. Because if they don't drive with you on social media, which like what we do put up on our stories or like what we post yeah. and like what we say, meaning like what our, our like comments are, I think that filters people because some people might just like find Kelsey annoying or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Liam like, does it, most of the time. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, or like they're like, oh, this person's like way too like forward or something yeah. like that. Or they're they way too into themselves or they're. Whatever. They don't give off the best energy or whatever, whatever the case, whatever the case yeah. is. I feel yeah. like social media sometimes filters that or your website even can filter yeah. that. So. And it, to touch up on that, it's kind of hard to accurately portray yourself on these platforms. Right. I'm, I'm always worried that somebody might, 
might take what I'm saying the wrong way and not know how like straightforward I am and not understand how like loud and involved I am just from talking on social media. And like, I feel obligated with my website, especially to be professional. And I am very professional. I would never be unprofessional, but I also want them to know that I like to have fun with them. I like to joke with them. I like to say inappropriate things with them. Like I'm not going to go out of my way to to be unprofessional, but like sometimes silly things happen and like Well it's then you hard. forget that you're just you're like you forget half the time that you're at a photo shoot that you're actually hired to be taking pictures. Like you get so <laughs> comfortable. You love them so much. Yeah, you get so comfortable and you're just right. like, All right, I'm chilling with friends so I can say anything. Like some of the stuff that comes out of our mouth, Liam has to look at me and be like, You cannot talk about this. Like this is a client. This is like a paying client. You this is inappropriate. But sometimes it's hard to to portray that online. It's hard to to be all of yourself online in text, you know? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing that Liam and I have done is we use our we use our Kelly Instagram as our personal Instagram. I mean, like, yeah. a lot of photographers, I mean, I use my personal Instagram now only because I feel like it's, again, another means for our clients to actually see our lives in a real way, to see what we're doing on a normal daily basis, our photos from our cell phones and selfies, as opposed to like this curated life that we're trying to portray to this world. It's like, that's, you know, that's not us. I'm not sitting there with a cup of coffee every day, like with a perfect life in front of me. Like that's, I've been sitting with a cup of coffee every day, but that's about it. Sitting with a cup of coffee right now. I've been drinking coffee out of solo cups, you guys. Am I putting that on the internet? Hell no. I would. Wait, what are solo cups? Like, like what you play beer pong in? <laughs> I've been drinking coffee out of solo cups every single day. And hell no, I'm not putting that online. But see, like, think I'm a garbage human. No, but like, that's the stuff that you do put online because then people are like, oh, I do that too. Or it's just I can like, relate to that. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Just, just things that, like, you're, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to, like, put a picture of me in the bathroom up on Instagram, but, like, we're literally living do. life. Yeah, and some people do. Why can't you just post like what you're freaking doing? Well, I also use my business page as my personal page. I I don't like to separate it too much, but at the same time, I'm not going to put all of the weird stuff like taking four showers in a day because I like the warmth. I'm not putting that on my uh, really Instagram story. You know, see, like shit but like see, that. But see, like I feel like you <laughs> could, take- like you could, like take a picture and make it funny and like just be like, oh yeah, anyone else take four showers a day because I do and I'm a fucking weirdo. Like, uh-huh. no, just me. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do that too because I like love scolding my body with hot water. Yeah, sometimes, so and then weird. sometimes I'll go four days without washing my hair. Yeah, me too. You like, don't have to wash your hair every day. Just wash your body every day. You're yeah, good. Sponge bath. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a fine, blurry little line online there on the interwebs of uh, real life, social life, internet life. And I think that everyone has to play around with it yeah. for sure. Because I think, honestly, I think we're just at a point where I have, I'm like, I don't have any, any fucks given, you know? It's just, this is who we are. Take it or leave it. Literally, yep. fully who we are. Yep. This is me. Have you guys seen The Greatest Showman? No. Best movie. I cry every goddamn time they sing that song. This is me. It's just perfect. Well, we'll listen this to it after me, this. This is me, world. This is me. This is this is me. This is us. This is this is me. This, this is, is us. 
Natalie, Kelsey, and, and Liam. Liam. We are signing Sign off. Unite. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. Until yeah. next time. But wait, wait. But wait. There's Natalie, more. please tell everyone where they can find you on the interwebs. I feel like we should have done that in the freaking beginning, you guys. Yeah, but Damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we really, we really shocked you at you on that yeah, one. Yeah, drop the ball. It's okay. People listen. We'll it, listen to the end. Yeah, so I hope ahead. you guys all listen to the end and thank Probably you if not, you've made it this okay. far. <laughs> you should tell everybody that there's something like nasty and juicy at the end of it. Yeah, I'll be like, it's so juicy at the yeah. end. Go like all the way to the end. So the last second. Everybody can go on Instagram and find me at Natalie underscore Colapetro. All right, you probably need to spell that because I had a really hard time with that one. Uh, he tried to pronounce it 10 times in the beginning of us trying to start this podcast. We had to stop it 10 times because he couldn't say it. Uh, he said Capitro every time. Or he said Calapajalala. I don't even know what you said. Yeah, so it's at Calamata symbol. Olives. Calamata Olives. <laughs> at Natalie. Very normal spelling. N-A-T-A-L-I-E. N-A-T-A-L-I-E. At Natalie underscore C-O-L-A-P-I-E-T-R-O. Cool. And she will be having a website literally this week. So look out for it because sh- it's up. It's up. And if it's this. Sh- and she has one, but we're going to help. Yeah, gonna I have re- one, but it. it's garbage. And I'm having my friends help me because I have yes. friends who will help me. I'm glad you have friends. It's important. Though. I'm so glad you have friends. They aren't mm-hmm. us. Oh. 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 Burn. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening to this. Yeah, thanks, we are guys. officially on Spotify, Google, and some other ones. Still waiting for iTunes to approve it. Don't know why it's taking forever, but it will get there eventually. But at least we are on Spotify, which a lot of people listen to. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you guys again for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Awesome. Peace. Peace. Peace out.